opposed to IQ, which is our intelligence quotient. Success in leadership has so much more to do with EQ than IQ. We all have seen a lot of really smart people utterly fail as leaders. Through some of my own failures, I've come to believe that emotional intelligence is essential for effective, healthy leadership. The key word there is healthy. People don't like to follow dysfunctional leaders. Sometimes they have to, but they don't want to. I could tell you a lot of horror stories I've collected over the years of individuals that have been horrible employers, team leaders, and bosses. Isn't it amazing how many dysfunctional people can become the boss or team leader? Why do they get up there when they are so unhealthy? It could be money, politics, or just the accidental fact that they got there first. What you need to focus on is becoming a great, healthy leader as you grow in your influence. Traditionally, when being evaluated for a job, managers tend to look for the hard skills such as experience, degrees, training, and how well they could perform a task. But according to a ton of new research, performance success in leadership is one-third IQ and two-thirds EQ. Or to put it another way, emotional intelligence counts for twice as much as IQ and technical skills combined to be successful in leading others. This is not another one of those high-octane Type A leadership performance books. It is about matters of your heart and the person you are becoming as a healthy leader that people will follow with joy. I highly recommend this book to every leader that wants to make a mark and leave a God-honoring legacy. Dr. Hans Finsel author of The Top Ten Mistakes Leaders Make, Highlands Ranch, Colorado, www.hansfinsel.com Preface I, Marcus, wanted to write this book because I needed it so much when I was pastoring, and because I see so many Christian organizations struggling with the same challenges again and again. Most of these leadership challenges have less to do with strategic planning than the ability to handle difficult relationships and upsetting emotions. Once I knew I wanted to write the book, there was no question who I wanted to work with me. It had to be Jim Wilder. Most of what I have learned about the issues taught in this book were ideas and practices I picked up from him. If you are the sort of leader who just wants the basics as quickly as possible, I suggest you start listening with Part 2, Building Rare Leadership. If you are the sort who likes to understand the philosophical foundations and paradigms beneath the practices, then listen to it all. Too often leaders are chosen simply on gifting, education, and experience. We give lip service to the idea of maturity, but do we really know how to assess maturity? More to the point, do we have a clear strategy for helping people grow maturity? Giving them good information and holding them accountable for their choices is not enough. There is so much more that needs to be woven into the fabric of Christian organizations. We hope this book challenges you. Even more, we hope it sets out a clear path to how people grow and how you can experience both personal and corporate transformation. Introduction You've probably heard the term emotional intelligence, or EQ. If you're familiar with the concept, you know that emotional intelligence can make you a better leader and help you build a healthy organization.
But did you also know that people with a high degree of emotional intelligence earn an average of $29,000 more per year than people with a low degree of emotional intelligence? I would extrapolate from this data that they earn this premium because they do significantly more than their peers to realize their organization's mission. But whether you're leading a multi-million dollar corporation or launching a new church plant, you can benefit from this book and the profound insights shared by Dr. Jim Wilder and Dr. Marcus Warner. The thesis of this book is that the fruit of four uncommon habits related to emotional intelligence is a dramatic increase in trust, joy, and engagement in the people you lead. Perhaps the term, aha moment, is overused. Yet I suspect you also have those books that have completely changed the way you've approached your life, your work, and your leadership. Among that very short list.